0: Welcome to F1 to the Max and here we are again talking about the Syrian Grand Prix which happened last Sunday and to break it down and to tell me what all went right and what all went wrong at the race, I have F1 Yoda with me. Yoohoo!
1: Hey guys, what's up?
0: What's up F1 Yoda? How how was your weekend? Let's start with that first.
1: My weekend was pretty fun actually speaking. Uh, Went for a friend's engagement. Uh, very small very small affair over there mm-hmm. and it was quite fun actually speaking
0: yeah i i saw you were looking dashing and uh and pulling oh, that stop Ind- flirting with me indian indian wear very nicely i must say <laughs> well well at least that was the fun part about the weekend because i had a lot more expectations from the f1 race and it Kind of disappointed me.
1: To it, quote what Amitabh Bachchan said in Piku was like, Not satisfactory, but I want try something Something like that the entire race.
0: Well, F1 Yoda is now getting influenced by Kahani Me Twist. Exactly. We, sh- we should get him on our other podcast too. It's the,
1: it's the Bhatnagar effect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Arjun, tell me, what, what did you like about the race? I mean, if you had to break it down into three best things which happened at this Sunday Grand Prix.
1: Okay, the three best things that happened at the Grand Prix was Max's domination. Mm-hmm. Then the second part was the midfield battle, and thirdly was Russell's bad luck. Now, that's not a exciting <laughs> thing, but I just feel bad for the guy. But it was kind of exciting because <laughs> the remaining part was qu- uh, the remaining part was quite run of the mill, like a processional affair. The entire thing. Yeah. So let's talk about Max's domination first of all.
0: Yes, that guy was on a roll, and I think to wins in last two weeks? I mean oh
1: sorry four wins for Red Bull that's three wins for him and one for Checo wow, Perez yeah.
0: that's amazing this guy is on a roll and I think we have a new winner coming for the championship yes
1: that that was be 100% sure I think he would he would actually take it down to the wire because again I can, I can we cannot still count out Lewis Hamilton he has that thing of just coming and digging deep and coming out together. Mm -hmm. The entire Mercedes team for that matter. Mm -hmm. They've not been seven times world champion for no reason. They always find a way to like you know innovate and think out of the box in order to like you know gain that necessary strategic advantage or on-track advantage. So the three best things that actually happened in the race, let's start with uh, Max's domination. Max's domination it ended in the first first turn itself <laughs> and then afterwards he was just managing the entire gap, entire gap
0: yeah. all right
1: the second thing was the midfield battle which was very yeah. interesting so we had lando norris in the mix we had the ferraris in the mix we had aston martin as well and alpine was there for a little while with fernando alonso the main thing i need to talk about is about lando norris trying to maintain his position of fourth he qualified third but was unable to keep that pace in that car is still not there in the mclaren's yeah. the pace is still not there so yes. he succumbed to both valtteri bottas as well as checo perez mm-hmm. and he had a lonely race after that yeah. in uh, in p5
0: and honestly when i was when i started watching the race it was like 71 laps yes. and i thought it's going to be a long boring race because yes. i knew there was only that much could happen but i think something happened at the qualifying which we should talk about
1: well in the qual- well in the qualifying what happened was that uh, oh so actually free practice valtteri bottas was under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. so he spun his car in the pits itself oh. so what happened because of that he was got a he got a three place grid penalty because it created a da- dangerous atmosphere in the pit lane mm. so he was given a three place grid penalty Damn. max qualified first as usual <laughs> and uh, lewis hamilton was second as usual <laughs> <laughs> Bottas did qualify third, but since he was given a three-place uh, grid penalty, he had to start down at uh, in P6 or P7. Yeah, And as a result of which, uh, Lando Norris was promoted to third mm-hmm. and Checo was promoted to fourth.
0: Yeah, and I think the race could have been much more interesting if if we had uh, the midfield drama being covered more on the yeah. uh, on the f1 backs.
1: they actually did try to cover it the best that they can but obviously we are in for the we always want to see who is the p1 and who's p2 and, and the and that battle like you yeah. know that's the most important thing checo could have finished p3 actually speaking but because of the mistake that was done mm-hmm. by red bull pit crew okay. which is very rare for red bull to have that kind of mistake mm-hmm. they gave him like a 4.8 second pit stop mm-hmm. The same team which does 1.6 and 1.8 second pit stops mm-hmm. made a mistake of making it 4.8, mm-hmm. which handed the third position to Bottas. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, so this here comes the exciting part. Mm-hmm. Since they lost the position on track because of this pit uh, pit stop battle, they were still able to use an alternative strategy. So you remember in the French GP how they tried to do with Max Verstappen an undercut? Yeah. So the same thing they tried to do with Checo as well. However, Checo ran out of laps. Maybe one or two laps more, maybe like 72 or 73 laps were there. Mm. He would have caught uh, Bottas for certain. Because the gap that he finished to Bottas was only about 0.5 seconds.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't understand at times that, you know, there are race leaders like we saw in this race too. While Max was leading and holding on his position, there was Hamilton in the second position doing fastest lap, lap after lap. And I was like, wow. And then
1: still complaining about his (laughs) Tyres. that's what he cries a lot man like you know and that's like you know I think that's like a little bit of gamesmanship that he continuously mm-hmm. does but I think everybody's caught on to it because mm-hmm. every time he did that in 2020 you had like 5 fastest laps after that mm-hmm. so I think everybody's caught on to it I think he needs to change his game a little bit regarding yeah. that matter yeah and I
0: think now with Pierre Gasly, I was feeling bad for Pierre Gasly as
1: well oh, I mean my heart sunk <laughs> I was crying my heart really <laughs> sunk because that yeah. guy qualified T5 mm-hmm. and uh, sorry he qualified P6 but he was uh, promoted because of Valtteri Bottas' uh, penalty, penalty as I said before Yeah. so he had a good run probably could have finished P5 or P4 he'd yeah. been there in the mix and all that yeah. but uh, Charles Leclerc her <laughs> grrr, like <laughs> <laughs> he really, like he, he ruined He's the lap. He's a
0: cutie. Let's not talk anything bad about Okay, fine.
1: About it's it. a first lap incident that happened. <laughs> of course, when people are like in that zone, the adrenaline is pumping. It's the first lap. You need to make up maximum amount of spaces. Mm. So as a result of which, he came in and he swiped left, trying right. to get into the slipstream of Gasly. As a result of which, his front left wing touched the tire of Gasly, the left rear of Gasly. As a result of which he developed a puncture, yeah. and because of that puncture, he damaged his suspension and was
0: out of the out race. Of
1: the race. And Damn! Yeah, I I, I, think I I cried a little bit. I, yeah, a little bit I cried.
0: Okay, I mean even I was crying. I want him to do well this season. I don't know for what. Maybe he's too cute. He shouldn't not not do well. He's a good
1: driver as well. Apart from being cute, I think he's a good driver as well. <laughs>
0: Okay, coming to the boring part of the race, because we did start this podcast by saying we were disappointed. So, yeah, what were the three boring parts of the race?
1: Okay, so the boring part of the race was, again, the complaining, the continuous complaining by Hamilton <laughs> about how his tyres were not doing anything. And Mercedes always sacrificing Valtteri Bottas to allow Hamilton to earn maximum, maximize their efforts. Yeah. That, that was another boring part. Yeah. Also... The other thing is that, you know, just this, uh, the, the first four positions, hmm. the third part is just the four positions is always a jostling between them. Like you would want to see a McLaren or an Alpha tauri or an Aston Martin or an Alpine just getting in there and like, you know, creating, uh, creating a, like ruffling the feathers a little bit, yeah. like, you know, yeah. but the pace is so high as well. Yeah. And that's the way, that's the nature of Formula One. Hopefully in the next season, you would see something different about
0: it, like, you know. Sure. I mean, I think now with the viewers, with the, there were three DRS zones in yeah. this race. And yeah. that was something that I think you viewers wanted to watch people overtaking, doing some... Well, Charles that, Leclerc
1: used it very well because yeah. his fight back from after the after the damage which happened, he pitted and then he got onto the hard tyres and then he just started overtaking. Then he tried an alternative strategy where he got into the medium tyres towards the end of the race.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, That's around lap, lap 45 or lap 48. And he was just overtaking everyone left, right and centre. The DRS zones really helped him out. Which helped Ferrari actually, who didn't have the pace in the last race. Mm. They were able to do a lot of things in this race. And as a result of which, they made very good points for P6 and P7. And it was good to see that kind of fight back from Ferrari. The battle between for the midfield, at least for the third and fourth position, Mm. is going to go down to the wire. Like with the McLaren. Versus the Ferrari. Mm. Alpha Tauri is about 50 points behind still. Yeah. I hope do they, they do get into a mix. One good time for Yuki Tsunoda and Pierre Gasly to actually score points. Like you know consistently. Yeah. Because they've always had that thing where one car scores the other one is either out of the race or out of the points. Yeah, So they can also get into the mix as well
0: amazing we have more
1: than uh, 15 races remaining 15
0: races a lot has to still unfold and i think with the kind of the kind of form max has and and hamilton is still trying to give him a tough fight we we think we will have to wait and watch i think by the 10th or the 12th race we should be having more clarity on the point exactly
1: statement. so i think we'll have proper clarity on the 30 around 13 that is i think i think it's the belgian gp yeah so on that uh, on that racetrack Yes, we would find the proper uh, like we could predict properly at that point of time where the momentum is swinging.
0: Yeah. So, but I I have my all bets in for Max, and I think he's gonna win. But we will see because till thirteenth. 13th- we have to wait. But uh, on on a very serious note, what is what is the points table looking like now? Okay, you know? so
1: Max has got an 18-point lead. Yeah. Yeah, which was similar to 2017 actually, <laughs> where Vettel was quite ahead of him as well. And then uh, Lewis Hamilton bounced back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Constructors' side, they have a 40-point lead. Wow. Which has been a long time since 2013 when they led the championship. And in 2013, Sebastian Vettel was driving for Red Bull and they won the championship that year. So let's hope history repeats itself and we can see the end of the Mercedes domination.
0: Yeah, we should. But on a very serious note, sometimes when I wrap my head around Red Bull and energy drink, having a sports car leadership right now it yeah. it does sound very funny because i wish i could go and buy someday that car
1: so, so, exactly so christian honor <laughs> keeps jo- joking about his uh, about the job that he's got hmm. he keeps saying that you know yeah we're a fizzy drinks company who just happened to race cars <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's surely uh, staying true to its tagline, Red Bull gives
1: wings. Yes, I think it's more than wings for them now. It's like <laughs> they've got some warp, warp speed tunnel that Honda has developed and they're, really, like, they're progressing really well. Yeah, so I also see. another observation I've made, so since next year, Honda is out of the sport. Okay. So Red Bull has started its own company called as Red Bull Powertrains, mm-hmm. which means that Red Bull will become an engine supplier as well. Whoa. so that means they are inheriting a very powerful engine and that means that would really give Red Bull I mean sorry Mercedes a big run for their money and we would see another era of a lot of high competition as well mm-hmm. let's hope now this is too too much in the future that we are that I'm talking about but things look good for Red Bull as of now yeah we've okay. also, taken out a lot of people who are mercedes engineers in 2014 who worked on the mercedes engines mm. they have hired them to develop their powertrain as well
0: wow yes. so, so a lot of
1: body shopping has happened where that thing i is think concerned. the
0: word is poaching and well yeah, we, yeah. we don't want to encourage any sort of poaching activities quote unquote <laughs> we have a team which is doing it pretty well so yeah guys i think we are very much through with this race and we've seen some non not so interesting race but this race is again happening at the same circuit next week.
1: Yeah, it is going to be called the Austrian GP not the Styrian GP but the Austrian GP, same track. The only thing that would be different in this is that the compound of tyres are going to shift towards the more softer side. Oh. So which means that you will see Soft more tires. faster tracks, yes <laughs> more faster, more faster ty- uh, lap times as well as very different pit strategies as well so we might see a little bit more tire failures. I'm hoping for more of uh, uh, more of more of drama on track drama as well. Oh, the off track drama is off the charts, yeah, by the way, with yeah. Christian Horner and uh, Toto Wolf just fighting with each other and like <laughs> just giving the, uh, just giving just jabbing each other left, right, and center. center. That yeah. that part is not going to change throughout this throughout the season. season. But the on track drama will also continue in the Austrian GP. So guys, subscribe to us. We are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as Anchor FM. Take care and stay curious. Yo, stay
0: curious.